I spit them out of my mouth. Just <laughs> puh, puh, puh. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark four, powering up. Mark seventeen, powering up. Mark forty-four, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is a man that I've had many interactions with via the giveaways that we've done, which, uh, spoiler alert, this is being recorded on May the 4th, so may the 4th be with whoever I'm about to pick for the winner of this giveaway, but that's neither here nor there. I've got the one and only Justy with me from... Another little podcast that you may or may not have heard of, Journey Through Limbo. What's happening, my guy? Hey, what's up, Will? Thanks thanks so much for having me on. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned our podcast. We got to have you on as a guest there a few weeks ago, and it was a blast. It was a blast of a time, and I'm, I'm happy that I get to come on your cast, and I just hope that uh, I can bring as much hype as uh, you did for ours. So. Oh, I know you can. I am stoked. I mean, look, you bring hype with the gifts you send me all the time, so I think that's going to be good enough. <laughs> I, I, I try, you know. I mean, I have I, – I take pride in that I have sent a different dancing gif for every giveaway answer that you've ever had on your podcast. Um, I've never doubled up. Um, there's there's a diff, there, there's a weird amount of dancing gifts out there. There's quite a few, and you know what? It works out for me. I think it's wonderful personally, and don't ever stop. Just don't ever stop. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, so today, Justy, we are talking about kind of a polarizing topic in Crisis Protocol right now, and I think I've probably said that for like the last eight episodes I've done, but at the same time, I think it's fair this time because we're going to be talking about grunts and we're talking about not just kind of who has grunts, what they do with those characters and that kind of stuff, but the actual rules. So you've been listening for a while and you know that I've kind of broke down the characters that came with grunts and all that stuff a while ago. But what I haven't done is give everyone the rules themselves, like how are grunts deployed? How do they activate what do they do? All of that stuff, we haven't broken that down yet. And so that's what we're going to do here today. Are you excited for that? Super excited. Uh, grunts are grunts are the hot topic right now, so it's, <laughs> it's a good time to get this in. Hot topic indeed. And while we're on hot topics, how awesome was that store when we were kids? <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's way less cool now. Um, but that was that was the spot. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Uh, now it's turned into a... Uh, a Funko Pop shop, um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I miss the uh, the OG Hot Topic day. Oh yeah, I always felt like kind of a renegade going in there, you know that and Spencer's. Like whenever yeah. I, we went to the mall, it's like, oh man, am I gonna get to go to Spencer's today? And there's like thirteen year old me like giggling in the back with the little, you know, um, accessories that they had we'll displayed. just call it call it the fun section right oh. <laughs> exactly oh hey i'm just gonna go in here and i'm just gonna look at the posters why are you looking at the posters son yeah. don't worry about it mom 
don't worry. Don't, about don't it. worry about it. Go to JC Penny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, man, JC Penny, that's way too fancy for my mom. What are you talking about? That's she, she was over there at Coles. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. No, no shade on Coles either. Coles is legit, but I'm just saying. Uh, (laughs) so yes, the hot topic of crisis protocol right now for good reason. And because there's still a lot of unknowns with these characters, and that's not to say that we don't know what they do and what the rules are, but unknowns in that just how they're going to kind of do stuff when it, you know, like I think that, that everybody's first impression is, oh my God. And then now that we've kind of had a little bit of time, it's kind of like, okay, like I see you, I hear you. I don't know if I respect you yet though. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what is your hot take off the top rope, atomic elbow opinion on these grunts? Okay. So I think that grunts are, are very good. Um, but I, and I think that they there are lots of powerful plays that can be attached to them, um, and I'm of the opinion that there's a reason that every character we've seen that has access to grunts is a four threat character. Um, I can't imagine them atta- attaching it to a three threat character, for instance. I'll say that, and tomorrow they'll announce one. Um, <laughs> I know, but. Right? Uh, but no, I, I think that um, I, I do feel like the characters that they are attached to are appropriately costed. Um, I'm not of the opinion yet that, uh, that they're game break that, that they're game breaking, right? Um, I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm kind of like you in that regard. That I, I mean, we we you know we've talked about Doctor Voodoo um, as an example. Um, I, it takes a lot before I think something is game breaking. Um, so I, I think that grunts are very good and it's a new thing and people are just figuring out how to deal with them. Yeah, I think that's really fair. And a really good point that you make is the new thing and the figuring out how to deal with them of it all. And and that's kind of what I want to think about in the back of my mind while we're talking about these guys today because is still the early days of these characters and while we have nick fury and his shield agents we only have models that have already been previously released to slot into shield affiliation so we don't know if there's something else on the horizon that's maybe going to kind of change things up with how these characters and models interact on the tabletop down the line so i'm excited to kind of see how that goes and i think that you know, we'll be able to have some more information as we go along. But as it is right now, I'm with you. I think that they're not broken. And, you know, I try to have a positive attitude on this podcast, I'd say. And I'm still going to have that attitude. And I still think that grunts are interesting for Crisis Protocol. But my hot take you know, atomic elbow tombstone style take, if you will, because I'm an Undertaker fan myself. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Is I, I kind of hate him. Okay. It, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's fine. I think, I think it's fine. I want to go ahead over it. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I play Crisis Protocol 
for the superhero battles aspect of it. And when you start throwing in these little kind of piddly dudes in there, I'm kind of like, eh. I agree with that. So I I was of the opinion when the game came out that you, you, you remember, you've been there since the beginning. You remember the different Facebook discussions that were had of, are there ever going to be grunts? How would they do grunts? Whatever. It seems oh, yeah. like that was the discussion once a week. Somebody brought up that topic. And I was of the opinion that I didn't think that they were ever were going to. I mean, if they would, it would be like as you know, we've seen like the Jonathan token and stuff like that. I mm -hmm. thought maybe they would interact that way. Uh, but so I was a little bit shocked to see them come out this way. And I agree with you. It does take me away from it a little bit. It's one of those things that I hope that now Nick Fury with the shield agents, that makes sense. And like Daredevil and Elektra with the, the hand ninjas, that makes sense. I hope that we don't start seeing these like for one per every affiliation and stuff like that. Right. Oh yeah. Cause then it, it'll get bogged down pretty quickly. I, yeah. I, I really don't want to see that. And and that's where I think, like, I don't expect that. Like, I do in AMG, I trust, you know, all hail AMG. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's one of those things where, you know me, I'm not above criticism. And this is one of those things where it feels like one of those things where, yes, Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, those two things are intrinsically linked. I get that. But there's other characters that we've already seen come out, like Ultron, who is intrinsically linked to Ultron drones. And we haven't really seen that. You know what I mean? And then you've yeah. got uh, Red Skull, but we don't have Hydra characters. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not advocating for those things. And I get that it's a process and growth and all of that stuff. But it's like, I feel like that this is the edge of a precipice. And... And we're staring over it right now. And these first iterations of these characters are not what we're going to see if we see when we see more grunts down the line. Because I don't know about you, but I don't think that this is just a one-off. I don't think so either. I would, I would like for it to be an every now and then thing, like we said. I, I would hope that it, it doesn't turn into, again, every affiliation ending up with one or more. Um, but I... I don't think that it's just a one-off either. Um, you, you know, we've seen, again, I, I referenced like the, the Jonathan token. We've, we've seen different things like that where we have different token interactions. Um, I think that this is going to be another thing like that. Uh, you know, we started seeing two-threat characters as an example. That, that's a watered-down example. But now we're slowly getting a two-threat character in every affiliation. I, I hope that it's not the same way um, with these grunts. Yeah. Um, but, but I, yeah, I, now I will say we, you know, you're you're good friends with Lexa, and Lexa and I talked about uh, Emma Frost, and I know Lexa really doesn't want the the cuckoos added as um, grunts, <laughs> but I don't see how they they add them, and they're not grunts as an example. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know. We're we're gonna see more of this stuff, um, but hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I hope it doesn't take away like from the rest of the game, right? And and at least like only one character can use them in in your roster, right? We're not gonna yeah. see a whole roster of grunt characters. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of what it is. Is is I do think that AMG will be measured with how they approach this going forward, and I think that that we just it's too much unknown still in terms of, of what the future holds. And 
like I look at uh, an ability like transform as an example, right? Like we got that, I mean, way back with Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? I think that was the first iteration of transform we had. Right. And as we've seen over time, there hasn't been a ton of that. There's, there's been Ant-Man, Wasp, and Ms. Marvel, and who else transforms? Uh, I guess. Um, Hood. Hood, yep. Hood. So it's not something that's been prevalent. It's been when the thematic reasoning makes sense. And so when it comes to grunts, that's where I kind of hang my hat is to say, look, it's, it's going to be when it makes the most sense. And listen to me, AMG, if you're listening, not that I can have any sway in your business whatsoever, but for the love of God, if you make Doom and he doesn't have Doom bots, people will riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't see a world where Doom doesn't have Doom bots, right? Right. So, uh, so. but I, I, I like that you brought up the transform um, mechanic. I think that that's a perfect comparison, and that's actually an encouraging comparison. Uh, when they first came out with Ant Man and Wasp, I'm like, oh, here's a whole pack of this. We're gonna start seeing this often. And like you said, they've only added it where it's thematically correct. Um, I know you you say all the time in AMG, you trust, and and I agree with that. I think that uh, these designers are very good at what they do, um, and I I think that they they pretty much get the theme one point about every time. So I I, I don't know. I, I think that they'll be able, like you said, based off the transform mechanic. I do think that they'll be able to apply it where appropriate and get the appropriate flavor where we need it. Exactly. And and that's what I think is is what we as consumers can expect. And look, at the end of the day, like I know I can speak for myself and a few of my friends, we buy everything. Literally if it has that sticker AMG Marvel Crisis Protocol on it, I mean it's it's in my cart ready to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. Same. Right. And, and but that's not everybody. And and that's the thing I love about this game. We can sit here as content creators and say whether we like or don't like this thing and maybe that influences somebody to play it or not. You know, I, I would encourage if you're out there listening suits, give them a shot. And if you don't want to go out and buy them, Tabletop Simulator is a great way to try them. And another thing is there are so many resources online for the cards. Uh, my personal favorite, and I know uh, this is the one that you like, my friend Justy, is the Cerebro MCP. I, I love that. Absolutely. And check that out. Use those cards proxy. That's also a perfectly reasonable thing to do if you're on the fence. You know what I mean? Like, And I know a lot of the things that I've talked about lately on this podcast have been kind of more competitive focused. And we're going to talk about uh, down the line here in just a few minutes grunts as a competitive while also as a casual instrument but you know i would encourage you to try them that's all i want to say this long-winded as is typical for me is to say try it and if you don't like it then you don't have to buy the pack and i don't think there's any like pun intended mission critical tactics cards that come in either of these packs that you're going to be missing out on yeah, no, there's, that, that's the best part about these two expansion packs. And I, I think, I, well, obviously, they did it on purpose, right? Both of these packs um, only interact with the characters that come in the in the pack themselves. Um, so there's not really a, an incentive to buy them otherwise, um, which I, I think is cool in this situation. So if you don't like grunts, you don't have to play grunts. Um, but exactly. if you do, then 
they're 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 pretty fleshed out too because they do come with a lot of tactics cards so absolutely and uh also if you don't want to play grunts but you want to be a competitive player just be prepared to see grunts <laughs> right right you know, you're definitely going to see them yeah they're 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 going to be splashed i think more than anything so i've buried the lead long enough Justy, let's take these grunts rules bullet by bullet here we'll just alternate and go down the line what do you say yeah let's do it all right so appendix g in the core rulebook, which is on the Atomic Mass website, Appendix G, of course, is grunts. Like, I feel like that this was intentional, and they were just, like, waiting until they had enough appendices to be like, okay, guys, look, what other appendix, appendix appendicitis can we make to make grunts here? Oh, got it. Appendix G. It Following, of course, the appendix of, uh, what is it, F, which is... The stat cards, which is funny enough, the legacy stat cards that are no longer going to be the normal stat cards we see for a while. But I just, I find it all very funny. Sorry, I'm really going a little too long on this joke here. But Appendix G grunts, hilarious. For sure, for sure. It's definitely planned. And if it's not, we're going to say that it was. Exactly. I I know it was. Again, you know, the living tribunal that is AMG. (laughs) So... (laughs) Grunts. Certain characters have special rules that allow them to place grunts into play. A grunt character lists the characters that can put it into play after the grunt's keyword on its stat card. We've seen this before with like Electra and the shield agents. It says what characters can place them into play. And it also says it on the Nick Fury card and the Electra and Daredevil cards. What abilities come into play when to to get the grunts into play and it says when a parent character is deployed the corresponding grunt character is deployed at the same time and is part of your squad grunt characters may otherwise be put into play only by the effects of one of their parent character special rules like i just said if a grunt character would be put into play or deployed and there is already an allied grunt character in play, it is not put into play or deployed. And then there's one thing I forgot to say. I read a little bit ahead. Grunt characters can never be included in rosters. So their parents are included in a roster, but not the grunt character itself. So that last line, though, that I said there, I'm going to reread it for you. If a grunt character will be put into play or deployed, and there is already an allied grunt character in play, it is not put into play or deployed. So let's say, Justy, that we're playing a game, and I have Nick Fury and Elektra on a shield squad. I would not then be able to have both the shield agents and the hand ninjas at play at the same time is what that is referencing right there. Right. Yeah, so you'd start with, let's say, you're playing a shield roster with Elektra, um, you would start with the shield agents, for instance, and then you would have to wait until they they were killed, right? And then you would, uh, once they're removed from the tabletop, then you can bring in the hand ninjas. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, and I, I do like how that is because it's it doesn't even give like the ambiguity where you would remove one and put another one down and things like that. I, I do like that it's a blanket. If they're on the table, that's it. You can't put on another one. So. Exactly. It's it's a nice, clean little bit of rules speak 
that I feel like is critical to avoiding the things that kind of scare me about the overall grunt thing in general of like flooding the board with these little lamos. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, now I think the important thing to, to remember here too is like we're talking about deploying them and things like that. Um, th there's no, you do deploy them at the same time, but you don't have to put them right next to each other or anything like that. They can be on opposite sides of the table. Absolutely. Um, I think that that's, that's an interesting thing when, when thinking about grunts, especially when you think about shield and we talk about uh, like herb and things like that but exactly um, so it definitely definitely something to think about and a way that you can kind of um manipulate your opponent a little bit too absolutely always fun so next up uh do you want to take the first bullets i'll take the next one and we'll go on down from there sure so uh grunt characters are not chosen to activate during a turn instead if they do not have an activated token one grunt character activates during a turn in which their parent character is chosen to activate. Before the parent character's activation, the grunt character activates. At the end of their activation, your turn does not end, and the parent character activates. Okay, so I should have said this before we started going, but I'm going to say it now. Just rules speak for a few minutes, and then we'll break it down. That's kind of how we're doing this. So this bullet here says basically that... When a parent character activates, that's when the grunt character activates. However, the grunt goes first, which is really interesting to me. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, to me, wants to say that you would think that you should be able to choose the order, right? Um, it would make sense if it's a joint activation that you get to choose the order. But I, I think for game balance sake, um, it makes it a whole lot easier. If it's just blanket, okay, this has to go first, then this can go, right? It doesn't give any flexibility. Um, it does at least give some sort of predictability to your turn for your opponent, right? Um, yeah. So, hey, if they decide to activate the grunt, grunt has to do its thing first before parent gets to um at least it, it it adds some sort of telegraphed play to it um i, I don't know i i think that that's that's an important baseline i agree with you i i think that this is one of those things where somebody somewhere in the in the testing process for this was like like these grunts are are doing work and we need to tone them down and a way to do that is to dictate when they can even do anything and to put a really harsh restriction because i feel like this is a very harsh restriction because in a lot of games where we see things that have joint activations i mean heck in this game we have quote unquote joint activations if you will in husband of wife of and then the partners in crime with sin and crossbones now that one's a little different because it only goes one way but with the husband and wife play of corvus and proxima Either one has access to that. And this grunts and their parents are a similar thing to that, yet it's you've got to activate the grunts first. And there's another stipulation here. It says if they do not have an activated token. And that's really important as well, I think, because both of the instances of grunts that we have come in with activated tokens. Right. So you you won't be able to, like the, the play that I had envisioned would have been something like, use the ninjas to grab an extract they do their little ninja vanish thing 
they KO themselves, so they're off the board, and then boom, here they come in as part of the ancient throwing blades from Electra, and now they get to whole activation. Like that's yeah. the dream. Yeah, but... that takes away. Yeah, that would be the dream for sure. <laughs> um, but the, like, like you said, they and I guarantee that that was the case at some point during playtesting, right? Yeah. And this is an added. It just seems like an added. Ooh, these things were too too powerful. So we, this is a, a way to to dial them back in. Um, I I'm glad that you brought up Corvus and Proxima because I think that's a good example of how that that flexibility sometimes can be little bit too much right oh um, yeah the uh especially for newer players um it's harder to to see some of those plays that can be made when when you do have ultimate flexibility exactly uh, you were a guild ball player uh it, you remember the honor and and <sighs> um and uh shoot what was the other character uh, honor, honor and, and um uh, harmony harmony yes the honor and harmony activation yes right? i um, remember that those were i have scars to... on my dice hand from that because my buddy played Masons and was very much in love with that play. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's it. Oh. I'm sorry to rip back open that wound. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bleeding profusely out of my, my dice hand. It's, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to roll dice again, but we'll figure something out. I'll spit them out of my mouth. Just <laughs> puh, puh, puh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny visual <laughs> yes yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing myself doing that right now and just like <laughs> oh my god that's out of control we're out of control over here today we are we are off the chain yes so this this part of the thing right here like this to me is the single most limiting clause of all of this is is this they have to activate first thing and it it really kind of reins them in and uh, as we keep going through here, keep that in mind with kind of the things they can and can't do because you have to remember they have to do it first. So an important thing to remember. Our next bullet point, if all of a grunt's parent characters are dazed, add an activated token to the grunt character. If all of a grunt's parent characters are KO'd, change controllers, which is weird, or are removed from the game, remove the grunt character from the game. The reason why I say change controllers is weird is because we have no mechanic in Crisis Protocol that can give you control of another person's character, like control of. Like we have stuff like mental domination that allows you to advance a character and then do an attack based off of where that character is, but that's not controlling another character. So this is just an interesting bit of rules text here that I think is just future-proofing more so than indicative of things to come. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Actually, when I when I first read through the uh, the grunt rules, that that kind of um, caught my attention as well because I was like, well, I had to replay in my head: is there a tactics card I forgot about? Is there something that that I um, I forgot was a thing? And and you're right, there's not um, there's not anything in the game that that does this yet, and it intrigues me as to what's coming next, right? So exactly um, because you would think you you would think that if it if it is future proofing um to this degree because typically if it's something far off we'll just see an addendum to things right um but this seems seems like there might be something coming down the pipe fairly soon or something like that that um that could make that interesting so. certainly piques my interest but this clause right here is basically just if there's no parents to do anything then the grunts can't do anything makes a lot of sense to me yeah for sure next up justy so if a grunt character would change controllers, it is removed from the game instead. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's, 
<laughs> right there with the, with the uh, with the other stuff. Right, it got its so own just, bullet uh, point. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, hang on, this first paragraph might be a little confusing. Let's make it into another one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's find a new way to to restate this. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I love it. We'll go ahead and do the next one too, since that one was kind of the same one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. So a player may have only one grunt character in play at a time. Oh crap! Did you? Oh yeah, that was did the top one. Just kind of say that already. <laughs> oh. Wait, that's so funny because we've been going down this list, and that was the very top one on mine. <laughs> okay, okay. So let me pull up the same list you have. Um, so I'm, I'm on the website. The, you're on the you're on the sheet. The, I'm looking at the rules handout. This so is so great. I love what no, you have. I apologize. No, it, there's nothing to apologize about because I it's hilarious. That they were exactly the same. <laughs> right that's that's what's hilarious is that they're clearly we have established not the same and this, they are not. <laughs> like that's awesome that you said that because that's the first bullet point on here is a, a player may only have one grunt character and play at a time and then the first one that you read says you can only have one in at a time but in a very long-winded way to say it right so, so uh there it is okay all right we are back on the same page the literal same page <laughs> so, grunt characters do not have an injured side. When a grunt character would be dazed or would flip its stat card to the injured side, it is KO'd instead. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, they have two health, so yeah. 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 Remove yeah. them guys from the game. Yep. They're, they're Audi 5000. Exactly. Or as we say in Memphis, remove them junts. Yes. <laughs> That's a very Fair Memphis enough. words. Feel free to bogart that. Junt, J U N T. Google it. It's a thing. Junts. Okay. Yes, we have a we have a local brewery that named a beer called the Junt, and it's like give me one of them Junts. So good. I will try to use that in a sentence tomorrow. Do it, and it, and literally that's the thing about Junt. It can mean nearly anything. You know what I mean? Like like I, I, hey, look at that Junt over there, that. or you know, give me give me some Junt. You know what I mean? Like it, it it it's a Memphis thing. It means so many things. It's wonderful. Well, I'm definitely going to. Uh, Put that in a sentence to one of my students tomorrow and see what happens. Dude, oh my gosh, it's gonna be great. They're gonna be like, don't <laughs> don't look it up in the dictionary, guys. Just don't. <laughs> I have seniors first period, so that that'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, now now that our giveaway's over, I'm sad that that is not gonna be the code word for today's episode. <laughs> it would have been so good. It would have been wonderful. But you know what, suits? Still feel free to send me the word junt just for funsies if you're feeling saucy. <laughs> that's it. Just a just a a personal bonus, right? Exactly. Just just a little the real ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you're the real yeah. ones now. <laughs> uh, let's 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 get this train back on the rails here. If at the start of a player's turn, all non-grunt characters that player controls have activated tokens, all grunt characters they control gain an activated token, and. This is another one of those things where it seems like something came up in kind of testing and it's like one of those like rules speak things where since grunts have to activate with their parent, let's say Dr. Strange uses the Crimson Bands of Sidorak and he gives someone an activated token, like let's say he gives Electra an activated token and then every other character has already activated well, the grunt characters have to get an activated token too because I can I can go back and look at this, but I'm not 100% sure. But I think that the rules stipulate at the end of the activation phase, 
all of the characters have to have an activated token in order for the activation phase to end. So I think that's where this clause comes from. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I believe you're correct. Um, in order for the, the phase to end a character, all, all characters had to have been given the opportunity to activate, right? Yep, and it, so. here it is in the in the quick reference under Appendix E. Well, it's after Appendix E, but it is in the quick reference here. It, the activation phase, players alternate turns until there are no more characters that can activate. During a turn, a player either activates a character or passes. A player who activates a character may make actions, use superpowers, blah, 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 blah. So resolve any effects that happen at the end of the activation phase, starting with the player with priority, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we know all this stuff. But basically, I'm just saying that you have to do... Is you have to have characters that can activate and a grunt can't activate without their parent so rules speak anyways moving on next point alright the next point the correct point this time uh, grunt characters cannot gain or have power makes sense I mean yeah. simply put but I could see this being a point of confusion like if this wasn't here and a core mechanic of this game is when a character takes damage they gain power then you could have a situation where it could confuse people. So Yeah, or, or the power phase, you're putting out power. It's like, well, this is its own model. It has its own card. Um, what what do we do here, right? So Exactly. Next up, we have grunt characters cannot play team tactics cards, which is really good so that they can't... I mean, they have no power most of the time to be able to do so, but like if there was a card that didn't cost anything, they still couldn't play it anyways which I think is really good. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it's huge. That's a um, that's good. There's not a... Uh, it, it limits some of the combos that could potentially happen, right? Oh, yes. Last one. Grunt characters cannot be chosen by the effects of allied team tactics cards. Perfect. So bullet. I like this as a bullet point again. I think this is just one of those things where it's to keep things clean and to keep their power level in check. Absolutely. Um, and I, th I think that uh, all of these like nuances, you know, we, we've talked about how each one of these seems like some corner case things, um, but uh, it seems like they were well tested, right? Um, it oh, it yeah. does seem like there, there, were, there were lots of layers put into these. Um, it's like, okay, well, this, this seemed broken, so let, let's just go ahead and say that can't happen. But... Oh, exactly. And I definitely feel like that this is one of those, like, something came up, and and here we go. But let me just try to find an example here, and let me go to my database, my preferred database here, and that is the, uh, the Cerebro MCP. I promise I'm not paid to pimp this out. Um, I just, <laughs> Brad, I just like Brad it. Brad wouldn't give you any money anyway, trust me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hi, Brad. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am pulling it up and we will use battlefield medicine as an example, right? So it requires you to spend two power and then heal stuff. And the thing is, you know, they don't have power, so they can't use it anyways. And, you know, all of these shield ones, it looks like they are, are power based, you know, yep. Spending power, spending power, the initiative being the only one that doesn't really, but that doesn't matter. So Basically, 
I think it's a good thing, and it's another future-proofing thing where if a shield card comes out that says something about, like a deception-type card, it kind of keeps things in check. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it opens up some design space too, right? So they don't have to, they don't have to worry about um, coming out with certain things. For, you, you mentioned deception as an example. So, if, like, let's say they came up with a different version of Mystique, right? They could potentially play deception if if that if Mystique had grunts, they don't have to worry about balancing it around like the grunt being able to use it or something like that, because um, they they literally can't. So, like, that's. That just kind of helps uh, helps future proof it and keeps keeps the design space where where it needs to be for different affiliations. Exactly. So, after reading all of these rules, if you're kind of like brain jello right now, because I I understand. Look, the rules is dry. I think we made it interesting, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and announce the winner of the giveaway. So, speaking of grunts. Giving away a Nick Fury pack and a Electra and Shadowland Daredevil pack to one lucky winner. So I've plugged all the stuff in the free thing, Facebook comment picker website thing. If you're curious what this is, like this is legit. It, it is called commentpicker.com. <laughs> and I've put in all the bonus entries and everything there. And I extracted all the names from the posts on... Um, the other groups and just added them in here because I wasn't able to actually grab that post. But I want to let you know, if you post it in one of the group posts, you're still getting the credit for it. So I really appreciate all of that. I will say the actual house party protocol post on the actual page is the easiest one, but don't feel bad. I got you squared away. So here we go. Getting our people here. Wow. We've got like, 300 plus right now entries in this before I hit to choose the winner. That's impressive. This is awesome. So here we go. Hitting the start contest, choose random winner button. And it is none other than Todd Holland. And he won by sending in a bonus entry. It tells me legitimately that it comes from the extra entries here. So congratulations, Todd Holland. You have won the giveaway. I will be reaching out to you with a message to get your information and, and figure out the stuff, but that's awesome. I really appreciate you listening. Suits out there that sent us messages and everything. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for your interaction and for your engagement and stuff like that. It is constantly humbling that I'm even here doing this still. I mean, over two years later and it's been wonderful. And every time I get to interact with some suits out there, it is always a wonderful time. And I love talking to you guys. And even when I don't have a giveaway going on, feel free to hit me up anytime via the Facebook there. That is a really great way to interact. If you're part of our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol, you can get access to our Discord channel for as little as a dollar a month. So 12 bucks a year. Let me just do the quick math. Carry the one. Yep, 12 bucks a year. And you get some bonus entries as part of that as well. And uh, if you're a, a little higher of a tier there, and look, I appreciate everyone that was here for that it was it's so i can't i really am constantly humbled 
by all of this. I cannot express it enough. So thank you everyone so much for participating in this. And Todd Holland, I will be in touch. And with that, Justy, let's keep talking about these grunts. Let's do it. So we have currently two, sorry, three characters that can actually use grunts, but only two instances of grunts. We have the Nick Fury shield agents, which we've done a breakdown on that before here at House Party Protocol. You can go back and find that. And then also with the the hand ninjas as well, we kind of broke down both Elektra and Shadowland Daredevil as part of that as well. And now that we've kind of got this full, more full picture here, like, does it change your opinion at all about about the grunts or anything? Um, I like we said at the top of the episode, I I would like to um I I, I would prefer them stay out of the game. Um, but if we were going to have grunts in the game, um, I am glad that they are represented the way that they are. I do believe that it's a balanced, a, a fairly balanced way. Um, there are lots of rules, nuances to prevent them from being um, game too game breaking, right? We mm-hmm. talked about a couple situations where that could happen. Um, I played, I've played lots of superhero games throughout the years. Um, typically, if 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 a game involving comic characters comes out, I'm interested. Um, as an example, I played the Batman Miniature game, oh, and yeah. the big joke around that game was that it should have been called like Henchman the Miniature Game because <laughs> you were playing like lots of grunt type characters um very rarely got to play like the joker or um or batman or what it, whatever you would have your leader of the crew but then you would play the policeman and the 14 point policeman was like your best character right um, and sometimes in hero clicks i played hero clicks for a while too and sometimes some of the best lists in that game were just activation control um where you put 20 characters on the table um so I am glad. I, I was nervous that this game, when when people started talking about grunts, that it could potentially get to that. And I'm really glad that that's not the case, right? Um, Absolutely. To, in order to play these characters, you're only going to have one set of grunts on the table at a time. Yeah. So, so which are your favorite grunts? Is it the shield agents or is it the hand ninjas? It is 100% the hand ninjas. Um, and it's for selfish comic book reasons. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I'm a huge Elektra fan. Yeah. Um, and I think that adding the hand ninjas as their grunts, um, still a lot of flavor for the characters, the Shadowlands story. Um, it's very flavorful. Um, yeah. So yeah, just being an Elektra fan. And like I said, being a, a Daredevil fan, I, I'm partial to the hand ninjas. I'm not as much of a shield Nick Fury guy. Um, obviously I, I love, uh, uh, the Nick Fury character from the MCU, but outside of that, comic book wise, I'm I'm out of out of that realm a little bit. I I don't do a lot of the the Avengers Shield stuff, so um, I feel you. The, the Hand Ninjas are much more in my my area of comic books that I enjoy. So I love it. So I'm with you. I think that the Hand Ninjas are the cooler ones. Uh, one pose wise, I mean, it's look they're gonna yeah. snap off that base to so figure something out, but. <laughs> They look amazing in that pose, first of all. They absolutely do. They, they they look gorgeous. The the sculpt is gorgeous. Yes. And shout out to anyone who has painted them as either the foot ninjas or as Mortal Kombat characters. Just you're the real ones. I love it. <laughs> so I also think that the hand ninjas are just 
flat out the more interesting of the two in that they just have more to do, it seems like. Like, the shield agents can attack at range three with a four dice thing, and if they're within range three and Nick Fury, they get a reroll. Cool. The hand ninjas, it's a little more exciting when they roll because, like, oh, man, am I going to roll two wilds on four dice? Statistically not likely, but if I do, someone's getting bled, and that's cool, right? Right. And then the ninja vanish action, super cool and, like, really fun, and I, I think, like, it's exciting. That is an exciting thing, and I have really learned in playing with them quite a bit that it's a bit of a trap sometimes. But then you've got the the just the way everything's worded on here. The ninja ambush. Then they get to just come in and immediately attack. Like that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like makes sense. That's how ninjas work, right? Right. (laughs) Right. It's like they're they're literally coming out of the shadows and they're ninja weaponing you. And I just I love it. And then just it I think they're cool. Not only that, they also have an extra mystic defense. So for someone that plays Convocation, you know, they might survive a little more. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they uh, so, might, might get an extra round out of them. Exactly. I've, I've had that happen in a game recently where I had the Ironbound books up and someone could not do two damage because of my two mystic defense rolled two blocks and they had they were able to get one damage through which was actually really terrible for me because I wanted my ninjas to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's the other side of it, right? Most of the time, like, you, you kind of want them to leave the board so you have more flexibility. Exactly. Um, exactly. And especially with the, with the hand ninjas specifically, like, and how I was playing them as part of the convocation and wanting them to die so that I could get my Ironbound books back because for those of you that don't know, and this is kind of where I'm going to get into a little bit of the nuance of these characters here, is that Ironbound books of Shumagorath is a tactics card for the Convocation specifically, and it has a special line of text that says, when an allied character is KO'd after the effect is resolved you may return this card to your available Team Texas cards. It may be played again this game. So the idea being that your ninjas, turn one, they move, they grab an extract. Turn two, they move or attack or wherever they are, do whatever they need to do to only use one action to do a thing, and then they use the other action to do ninja vanish, pass off that extract to somebody else, and then they KO themselves And if you activated Ironbound Books at the start of turn two, well, guess what? Now you have it available for turn three as well. And let me tell you, if you haven't played Convocation and you haven't played into Strange specifically with physical attackers while he has his Ironbound Books up, find another target. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you. This is coming from someone who has a ton of reps with these characters at this point. It is better to just not attack Strange with a physical attack while Ironbound Books is up than to do it. Like, even if he is your best opportunity, just, I'm telling you, unless you're going to be throwing 12 dice and you have full rerolls, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. So, so I, uh, 
yeah, that 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 interaction is is great. I'm I'm actually playing around with having Electra in my convocation, and um and I'm finding the same thing. Just that uh that ninja vanish action to get back Ironbound books is is a disgusting combo. It is a disgusting combo, but I'm I'm glad we're talking about this now because I I think it's one of those combos that is more cute than good in a competitive sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like. It's fun, it's cool, but unless there are a ton of extracts all over the board, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, you're not really going to get to use it a lot. And, like, for instance, the way I played it recently is it was on the Montesi formula. And I grabbed the book early with them and then turned to, activated the books, and then gave the Montesi book to Wong, and then they killed themselves, came back as part of an Electra attack, and what's funny enough, in that game, they actually did more damage than Electra did. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to know how many times Electra got power from attacking somebody? Zero. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good day for a, a master assassin that is Electra. And, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where... I've played a fair bit of it in testing, trying to kind of figure out, like, is this for real? You know, and I think that it it's where I've landed on it, Justy, and I want to get your opinion on this, is I think it's a play style thing. I think if if your play style is all out murder machine and and trying to stack as much survivability as you can while also being as damaging as possible. So using the side of the leadership that gives you rerolls on mystic attacks and then defensive rerolls, stuff like that. If that's your plan, then I think that it it makes sense. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. I think that it definitely fits in the side of convocation. I've I've had conversations with several people that, that want to play convocation to punch things. Um and if that's the case, if that's what you want to do, I think that this is a viable way to do so. Um, typically, I like to play Convocation as a control style, right? So Same. To score objective points and to um, control the board um, to eventually outlast my opponent that way. Um, leverage my Ironbound Books turn to get me up on scenario, right? That That's yep. kind of how I, I decide that I want to play them. Um, so I think that, um, as you said, it is an alternative play style um, type of thing that presents itself as a way to get up in attrition um, because you do make sure that you get those multiple Ironbound books turns while you're taking out their their characters. Um, but I, I don't think it's a must play, right? It's not one of those things where yeah. it's, okay, well, this is a good combo, so if I'm playing Convocation, I have to include Electra now. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I think that that's it right there. Like, you nailed it 100% in that it's a combo that if you're teching for it, it's it's going to be nice. And like the way I think about teching for it is like, okay, if I'm going to put a middle extract on there or even a close extract that is kind of wide. So like part of the discussion around convocation is that they are very versatile, right? And that you can play them in a lot of different ways. And I know a popular way to play them is to have someone like Lizard who runs across the board and grabs a spider infected and then just hangs out. And like, 
I tried that with Electra and the grunts. Like, let me just run them across the board and grab that spider infected. And like, it just kind of, they die so easily. It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And my opponent's able to very easily destroy them. And then boom, they get the spider infected and they didn't even have to move at that point or whatever. But I think like if you use it in a sense of, okay, let me grab my close one with them and then maybe send Lizard across to grab my opponents, that's at least interesting because then at the top of the next turn, I'm able to pop them with the Ninja Vanish, give that to someone like a Wong or somebody else that is not going to be punished for being moved short. And, And it makes a little more sense. So I think that as you play with this, if you're someone who is interested in trying Electra or the Hand Ninjas, I would say more so than just thinking about it from an Electra perspective, thinking about it as the Hand Ninjas because I also think that Shadowland Daredevil, while he doesn't have a mystic attack, is probably the better option in Convocation. Uh, hear me out. Okay. He's tankier, right? So he doesn't get any benefit out of Ironbound books. Fine, right? But he's got more stamina, and he's got a potential for a nice little mystic area attack on his injured side. And then he's also got the tools to deal with with like physical and energy attacks from characters like a Steve Rogers or even a Nick Fury or Sam Wilson, who are going to be just kind of throwing low dice counts uh, at you in physical or even energy, which convocation is like strong, but also weirdly weak to energy. It's kind of this weird thing where like they're super good against mystic attacks, but they're, they're like just okay at energy, super weak to physical. It's weird. But I think Shadowland Daredevil himself is actually interesting there because when you have the leadership on the side of Circle of the Cosmos, which allows them to place within one, he can kind of get up in people's faces and become a real menace, I think. Just a thought. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I actually, so I immediately was intrigued by Electra being in Convocation because of the Mystic Attack. Um I hadn't thought about Shadowland Daredevil at all in Convocation, but now I, I don't know. You you've intrigued me. I'm I'm gonna have to try that this weekend. So. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not necessarily great. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna be some like insane thing. But think about in terms of and I, and we've kind of shifted to a bit of a Convocation discussion here. But eh, you know you know how these things go. It's all organic. It's fun. So who would you rather? your opponent focus their their attacks on their physical and energy attacks on someone like daredevil who's up in their face you know he's throwing little four dice baton snares at people but he's moving short towards them potentially you know what i mean he's getting in that coordinated strike range he's getting in that demon's devastation range which is a very good attack by the way and so being able to kind of use him as kind of a, hey, okay, go this direction so that Strange and maybe Clea, Mordo, Ancient One, whomever else can kind of do other stuff. I I find yeah. that really intriguing. And Electra, I have found, has a real problem being controlled. She hates it. That's that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, um, rant over. Yeah. <laughs> No, having having Daredevil up in the face in a convocation list, I think that'd be uh I think that's intriguing. I'm color me intrigued, Will. You you have me convinced. I'm gonna try it. Yes. I I'm I'm gonna need a report. 
just so you know. I, I, I will let you know. Yes. And any other suits out there, if you try this, let me know. And if you feel like it sucks, I'm okay with it being sucky. I Like, it's the thing. It's not something I've actually done myself yet, but it intrigues me to the point where it's like it's the next iteration of my testing process is to because I've I've put Electra in there enough, right? To the point where I'm like, meh. And she doesn't fit my playstyle. And I'm sitting here looking at that four threat slot and I'm like, how is Electra for me and my how I play the game, which is very much control based with control with a side of death is kind of how I would do it. It's like, when I need to turn on the murder, I can turn on the murder. But I like to play the control. So how is Electra better for me than someone like Medusa? The, and and that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at right now. And the answer is, she's not. So I would rather have Medusa there in that slot. And now I'm thinking, okay, I already know I want Medusa. What about Shadowlands Daredevil? Does Shadowlands Daredevil change how I want to play the game at all with Convocation? So... That's the next iteration. And then layer into that, the next part of that, let's go back and talk about Nick Fury and his grunts because I think Nick Fury is also a candidate as well because his grunts are really good on the extract plays, right? So the nice thing about them is, okay, I move up to a middle objective. I move up to that that middle Spider-Infected, that middle Montessi book, the, the middle Legacy Cure, whatever. I move up there and fine. My opponent comes after me. Well, guess what? My grunts with Nick Fury drop that closer to me than to you. That's a win. Yes, it is. It's a huge one. And there's a lot of ways that you can get around that as a player. I don't know how you've seen this. Like, It's easy to, to see that target there and think the next activation has to be to go get it. And this is where you start to like kind of change from being... Kind of just casual, have fun, which don't get me wrong, perfectly fine. Go kill those grunts. You do it. But if you're going up to that next level, then that's when you're like, okay, I'm going to wait till my last activation and then I'm going to get those grunts. Because then you deny your opponent. So like if I have the shield agents and you don't, you deny me a point if you KO them and fine, no one scores that point. And then depending on the priority situation, things are interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's the call. So that, that, that I think is, is really the way to go about dealing with the shield agents. And that'll bring up my kind of last point before we get into some show questions, Justy, that I want to ask you is, have you found any kind of sweet little techniques or any little tricks and maybe traps to dealing with these grunts, the shield or the hand ninjas? Um, I, I think that the with the, the shield agents, I, I think the big one is what you just mentioned, um, being timely with when you daze them um, to time it up to where you can take advantage to either deny your opponent points or to um, set yourself up. Uh, so you, you if there are characters around them that um, have already activated, right? If they're surrounded yeah. by characters that have already activated, then choosing to KO them is the time make them drop a, a an asset token um or on the uh, shadowland daredevil and electra side of things i've found that a lot of times if i just leave the grunt alone it limits their plays a little bit right um exactly so it, it's pretty and i like that there's contrast with that because i don't always necessarily want to kill them with the um 
with the ninjas, but with the shield agents, I do want to kill them, but I have to time it right. So I, I do like that there's um, there's a contrast there, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's kind of where I want to talk about it, too, is... The shield agents, it is, it's a timing. You, you nailed it. That timing is so important. If they have an objective, you don't want to kill them at a point when your opponent can just easily run and grab it, right? You want to kill them when it's most beneficial for you to either deny points or allow you to go and get it, right? Even if it puts you in a little bit of a bad position, activation, economy, all that stuff, like, you know, think about those kind of things. But it's important to remember that both sets of grunts, come into the game with activated tokens and the shield grunts specifically if you get to them early they become way 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 less useful because the only time they're going to get to do anything is if the lead from the front thing is is used with nick fury it's after this attack is resolved and allied shield agents within range three may advance short toward the target character then make a pistol attack otherwise they're kind of just there like they come in they get their activated token and if you've got a beam attack or something and you can line it up like vision i think vision already was a popular and strong character but with the addition of grunts having a character like a vision becomes that much more important to be able to not waste actions on KOing the shield grunts specifically. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, those uh, the, the beam attacks, the area attacks that add the uh, that add just extra free free things are are a uh, an added benefit, right? Um, Absolutely. Which also means that spreading out, if you're able to spread out your your grunt characters from those other characters, that it helps. But in the case of the shield agents, they're they're typically going to be near somebody, so if they do drop it, um, it allows the the other character to pick it up pretty easily. So. Exactly, um, but yeah, a, a lot of those spender area attacks are a good example. There are lots of characters that um, I, I play a lot of cable. Um, I think about cable a lot with my. I play. I dabble in X Force from time to time, and his area attack, for instance, is a, is an attack that I don't often use. Um, it's mm -hmm. usually a lot of plasma rifles, right? But that might change if I were playing against this. Um, yeah, and so. it's always nice to get those off and get that little bit of extra healing from a character that you know you're going to kill. Right, that's another good point. Yeah, that's that's almost a guaranteed death, so let's uh that, that's some free healing. Exactly. So, just just some food for thought there is the shield agents, but when it comes to the hand ninjas, my word of advice to the suits out there, after they come back in they're they're going to be brought in by an attack, fine. You're just going to have to to take it. And like in the case of my ninjas the other day, they might do a little damage. However, right. it's only a four dice attack. They're not particularly strong. Most characters have three dice defense, so you're looking at maybe one damage through most of the time. Once they're on the board, ignore them. Just just yeah. ignore them because they can't hurt you if they're having to move around and then attack you. Where they hurt you is when Electra gets to do a five dice attack with a pierce and then they get to come over the top with a four dice attack that's when they're hurting you yeah so just uh th those kind of things are, are are the foods for thought there with the ninjas and look again if you have a beam attack or something like that sure blast them with the beam attack but i'm i think 
that generally speaking, and, and if you're playing them in convocation, just ignore them. <laughs> just just yeah. leave them alone. But most of the time, I think that the shield ninjas, the shield ninjas, the hand ninjas. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, basically. Uh, the, the hand ninjas, you just leave them alone, and they're not really doing much because most of the time in those middle rounds, there's not a ton of extracts all over the board that they're going to be able to run and pick up and then ninja vanish. So just keep those things in mind. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, you know, be flexible, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. That's, Sweet. Uh, so that's spot on. Let's finish off this episode by going through a couple of show questions from the House Party Protocol Discord. Like I mentioned before, if you're interested in checking out the House Party Protocol Discord channel, you got to be a patron. And th if you're asking why do I have to be a patron to be part of the Discord, it's very simple. It's to keep out the trolls. You know, and if a troll wants to pay a dollar a month to be a troll, sweet. But it's to keep it kind of fresh. And it's probably, as I would describe it, the chillest, the illest, maybe even the realest Discord out there. So if you're interested, you can come and check it out. Patreon.com slash House Party Protocol and, uh, and come and check that out. If not, it's all good. Send me messages on Facebook, emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. I'm good for that too. So, we have, Schultze has a few questions for us here. Schultze, pancakes for dinner, by the way, is his name. He, uh, you're going to a tournament, you have a magical amulet that guarantees that you roll at least one crit in every one of your rolls. What roster do you run? Go, Justy. Ooh. Guaranteed one crit, you say? In every single one of your rolls. Every single one of my rolls. Hmm. Let's say. Well, I'm biased. <laughs> I, I like playing my convocation, right? That's Fair. that's my favorite affiliation to play. I'm going to say um, convocation, but with OG Strange. Oh, help me pull spicy. off my Mystic Binding. Spicy. Um, that's that, that's where I'm going with it. I like it. So for me, this this might be weird, but and I'm biased too. Like like I want to say convocation, but you said that, so it's fine. And I know what the other suits <laughs> out there are probably thinking. I know what you're probably thinking that I'm gonna say next because everybody knows I'm a webhead. <laughs> I knew it. Everybody knew knows it. this. You know, I mean, I love I love my webheads, but but. I do not think that they would be the best ones for this. I think you start giving people crits every single roll. Give me the X force because Ooh. they get so much better. If you can start trying to get their extra dice in there, start trying to get some of those triggers and stuff. I mean, trying to get cable to trigger incinerate is so hard sometimes and that's a good point give me an extra die and then x-force reroll. you know what i mean x-23 getting an extra crit in there yes please yeah that that cranks up the damage yeah um, all of a sudden it uh it becomes a whole lot easier to today's ko things so. exactly so so that's my choice there and then the next question from schultze as well this is a three-parter the amulet glows bright red every time you roll dice 
and your round two opponent is getting suspicious. How do you throw him off the trail? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, You know, I, I think at this point, it's the dead of summer, but you just got to be wearing a hoodie. You just got to commit to covering it up. <laughs> I like that. I like that plan, especially if it's a red hoodie, right? Right, so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's it's my it's it's my arc reactor chess piece, but I changed it to like the model 40 from the comics cuz I liked that better. Well, I was go I was going to suggest um pretending it was some sort of cosplay. Um refer to it as some piece of uh prop from a uh from some obscure comic book, you can even make it up. Some people just believe that it exists, right? Oh yeah, it's totally um, bloodshot. Like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the nanobots um, firing. Sorry. Yeah, everybody but my co-host Brian would believe you. So um. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So next up, your round two opponent is found nearly dead in the back room with the insignia from the amulet burned into his skin. <laughs> Oh my God, so it got dark real fast. I don't proofread these. I do not proofread these. You have no idea how this happened. What do you do? Um, well, first of all, I I definitely turn in the amulet to the authorities and say, I don't know what happened. No, no, for real talk, though, I mean, you got to Clorox the hell out of that amulet and throw it in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, and handle it with gloves. Um, oh, definitely. Or the the other option is to stuff it further into your hoodie. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Nobody saw anything. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, Schultz that escalated he, so quickly. It, yeah, it escalated very quickly. He says, "I got bored. It worked." <laughs> That's why he asked those questions. And then, so I love it. He, he kicked off the silly questions here. Ryland says, "If you could organize an eight-person tournament anywhere in the world." And the eight people playing have paid travel and accommodations, invite only. Who do you bring to play? So, this question is super loaded. I hope you realize this. There's no good answer in, with this question. Other than Will Schick, Will Pagani, Dallas, and Sarah from AMG. Those four people specifically, definitely. Yeah, that's four right there. And then myself. And then, because he's my boy, it would have to be Nate. That makes six for me. And then, man, see, this is where it gets tough. Because I have other people that I really care about in this community. And if I leave them out, they're going to be upset. So, maybe I give up my spot for somebody? I don't know. I don't know. I'm stuck at six because I feel like any other answers are going to be just not good. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to steal your four that that you said. <laughs> it's uh, only fair. Four AMG people. Um, myself. I would say my co-host Brian because I feel like I Brian's a good time. Got to include Brian. Um, let's say I would I would include you, Will. Um, that's sweet of you i would include lexa definitely I think that would be a good time so you got one My more last spot i have one more spot um and 
I also have lots of people who would be highly offended um, <laughs> if I didn't choose them, which means I'm definitely not going to choose them. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's say you know who you are. <laughs> um, we have. I'm gonna say we ha- we have a local guy to us that's a very talented player, and I'd like to see how he shapes up playing against uh, playing against some other people. Um, and he's also a very fun opponent. I'm gonna say Les Les Smartnik. Nice. He's one of our better players. Oh, I, you know he yeah. sends me messages all the time with the. It's, he's he seems like a good guy. Les is a great guy. You you would love Les. Les is a great guy. Um, That's awesome. Shout he, out uh, to Les, man. Like I you know I was rooting for you to win the giveaway and. You know, you sent me that really nice message the other day, and it, it just didn't work out this this time. But you know, there will be another chance. There we go. Yeah, Les is a good dude. He uh, he comes down to all my tournaments, and uh, yeah, just a fun guy to interact with. I've known him. I've gamed with Les for a while. So yeah, nice. we're gonna we're gonna include Les in that last spot. But most importantly, I just wanted to be noted that that last spot did not go to Brad. So. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. You know, you got to throw the shade at somebody, and there you go. So. I have to get my Brad dig in in every podcast episode that I'm on. So there you go. And Brad, if you're listening, you know what's up. <laughs> so I've got to fill my last two spots. And Jesse, I want to play a game with you, but you included me in yours, so I feel like we would be able to get that game in. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, absolutely. So don't take it personal, but I'm not gonna be able to include you in this one. Yep. Nope. And it's okay if, you, if you, it's okay if you hang up now and say screw this guy, no more downloads for you. I, I, I would understand, but no, uh, I've got to go with Merzane because even though I play Merzane constantly, I think if we were able to travel to some exotic location, Merzane, if you've ever met Merzane, would just be it'd be out of control. Like he would just be the perfect person to have. It's on some like fight island that is MCP related. You know what I mean? Like the UFC did during the COVID stuff. Like, like let's just go to some exotic location with Merzane. They'd be hilarious. I like that. The bubble. Exactly. <laughs> the MCP bubble. Uh, so I also want to get one in with Lexa. But again, you invited her to yours. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like that'll happen. You know what I mean? So with the last spot. Oh, man, this is such a tough, tough call, but it's going to be my friend Leland. Uh, if, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, he's been on here a few times. He he lives up in the Great White North where it's still frozen in the middle of May, apparently. I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't know anything about Canada other than it's Canada. But I, I would love to play a game with Leland just because he seems like a great guy. And I watch his battle reports and it just seems like good fun, even though he makes mistakes, even though his Kingpin's immortal. Make sure if you watch Aegis Brand Studios that you remind him that Kingpin is not immortal. Okay, guys? I love this. <laughs> yes. On it. Yes. He's, look, he's a great guy. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And I would love to get a game in with him. So he'd, he'd be high on that list. So there you go. That's my eight. And if, if you're not included in that list, just realize there will be another opportunity. You know, we'll make another list one day, and then you'll be on that one. <laughs> when there's another another pandemic and there's another bubble, uh, there we are. So. There you go. And where this <laughs> takes place, it it does it's a fight island, MCP island. That that is where it takes place. Yes. So next up, we have BF Trick says, "Do you have any favorite conversions or paint jobs for the grunts so far?" Well. As I've already mentioned, 
the foot ninjas or the Mortal Kombat ninjas, those are the bomb. Uh, as in terms of the the shield ones, cool. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> I so I I saw someone online do a venomized version of the the um oh hand ninjas, and those were gorgeous. Um, I guess the guy's whole list is venomized, but it, he took carnage bits, like the extra carnage bits, and used those on the hand ninjas, and they were really, really well done. I saw that. Yeah, that was really cool. Very cool. So that's that's going to be my shout-out. Love it. So we've got David Mars. If you could pick the next theme for an AMG terrain pack slash game mat combo, what would it be? And this one is one that is uh, near and dear to my heart, and it's something that I think would be super cool, and it's because, you know, we don't really reset the clock here anymore like we did back in the day. If you've been here for a long time, you will remember the resetting of the clocks until we found out that X-Men were a thing. But I, I remember that fondly. Yes. So... We're going to reset the clock again because we still don't have Fantastic Four yet. Marvel's first family. I want the Baxter building. Give it to me, AMG. I like that answer. Like, Uh give me a city street. So, like, they have, like, the park and the roundabout, but, like, an actual urban city street with, like, like a big, like, Baxter building-like bit there or, like, some roof. Like, you have rooftops and, like, the rooftops are printed onto the thing and then you have like rooftop pieces of terrain and one of them is the Baxter building. I like that. Yes. Give me the Fantastic Four. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you do if we got the terrain pack before the Fantastic Four? At least I'd know they're coming. <laughs> you know? Just a nod, right? Yeah. Or even, even if we get Latveria, I can at least be like, okay, well, if you got Doom, you're going to have the Fantastic Four. That's what about a, you? That's a good answer. So for me, um, I thought you were going to go here. You started leading into the X-Men thing, and I, I really thought that's where you were going to go. Um, I'm going to be selfish about it. I, I love X-Men comics. Um, I'm a big fan of the current things. I would want a um, Krakoa yes. terrain pack um, yes. with a Krakoa mat. So just grassy things. I, I, I've created my own Krakoa table where I've, I've made some Krakoan gates and things like that. But I think that would be an interesting terrain pack that um, – it goes in a different direction from some of the other things that we've had already um, with all the different flora and fauna that, that exists on Krakoa. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I, the new the X-Men stuff currently is, is exciting and wild, so... It, it is. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So next up, we have Shadow Marvel here. Where is the best place for S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, specifically S.H.I.E.L.D. agents affiliation wise and he has another question but let's start with that where do you think justy that's tough um i haven't honestly i haven't done a whole lot of thought on the shield agents themselves i I told you i'm I'm more hype on the hand ninjas yeah um that said i think that there's a lot of interplay with both nick fury and the shield agents um with uh with um Avengers. I think there's a lot of um, interplay there just because the roster overlaps um, quite a bit with S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and Avengers. Um, so that's where the only thought, like, 
bit of thought that I've put into Nick Fury exists. But what what, what about you, Will? Yeah, so I think the obvious answer, because it's one that I've talked about before, I'm not sure if it was on this podcast or another one, but with the uh, reposition plays and stuff like that, that make it interesting is in Inhumans, I think is is a really good place for Nick Fury and his shield agents because you're able to get Nick Fury the power to play reposition, which if you haven't heard, which I'm I know I did a podcast on this, but if you haven't heard, Nick Fury may spend two power to play this card if an allied shield agent's character is on the battlefield, place an allied Nick Fury within range one of the shield agent's character. Doesn't have any stipulations about any crisis or anything like that. So I think that somewhere where he can get power and in humans being the best option there is, is fine. I think I also think cabal sure you don't have the overlap, so you can't really go dual affiliation as easily, but again, it's, it's a power situation. So being able to get Nick Fury power and get him to be able to do the kind of shenanigans is interesting. That's probably less interesting, but it's in humans for me. I think that's probably the obvious answer. I, I like that. Um, yeah, it, it helps enable like the those crazy herb plays and those crazy different extract plays. Um, exactly. Yeah. And and look, if you're putting Nick Fury in Inhumans specifically to play herbs, you got to realize the math on you pulling herbs it's pretty pretty low. Yeah. You know, like you've got to actively like if you win priority, you pick extracts and then you've got a 33% chance I think it is to pull that. Yeah. So like if you go into it with like that strategy, sure you're going to see it about a third of the time and and you'll probably be happy. But it does have counterplay, so but I I think that that's probably his most interesting place. Just because it gives him everything he needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that, that that is the most interesting out of affiliation. Yep. So, so next question that he has here, Shadow Marvel, is it shield or is another affiliation far more effective? And this is one where I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Like, I think Nick Fury in a vacuum is just okay. Like, I think the Fury Special, range three, five dice with a wild pierce, that's a fine attack. You know, tactical knife, fine attack. Lead from the front, I think, is a good attack when the shield agents are on the board. But other than that, he doesn't really do much outside of his tactics cards. And he doesn't have great defensive stats. He's only a 4-3-4 four, and with six stamina and five stamina on healthy and injured respectively. So all that to say, out of affiliation, I, I think that it's in humans and, and maybe there's some play in convocation because of the grunts. Like I think there's something there maybe because of what we talked about much earlier. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the shield affiliation as a whole, I think it's interesting because there's a lot of really cool fun models that are fairly cheap. I really love the VP catch-up mechanic because as someone who is very comfortable playing from behind and and being able to catch up, like Shield, it's like built in that you get a catch-up mechanic on VPs. 
So I really like that. Like, okay, you deny me my middle extract by killing my grunts. Now I'm a point down from you. Well, guess what? Now we're tied. So yeah. it like in terms of the best place for shield, like I think shield and Nick Fury are intriguing. Do I think they're like the best meta shaking in terms of the competitive scene? No, but I think that they're, that they have play and I think that their tactics cards are really going to surprise some people. I think that Nick Fury is way more intriguing in affiliation. Um, I, I've enjoyed list building. The, the mental thought processes that I've put into Nick Fury have been with um, trying to build around his affiliation instead of um, trying to play him elsewhere. Um, so I, like, like you said, I think the tactics cards are very interesting. And I think that the roster that he has access to is an interesting slew of characters. Um, it, it presents a um, different way to play She-Hulk, for example. Um, oh, yeah. It's, uh, that's not Avengers or A-Force. Um, so, I uh, yeah, I, I think that his most intriguing place is, is actually in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's interesting. You can play Agent Widow a little differently, you know, try to really get aggressive with the interrogates, which I think is super fun. So, I, I think that there's a lot of... of interesting things that maybe we haven't really had time to unlock yet with shield and when we do it's gonna be really fun and and it's very splashable with the initiative card and everything which important to note you have to already be affiliated to bring the initiative you can't have two shield characters and then have the initiative and make that third character be affiliated to to make affiliation you have to already be affiliated so Keep that in mind. And yeah, it's a very important a thing. So David Mars says, what's your palate cleanser minis game? Or is it something other than minis? Uh, it's just video games. Really? <laughs> what about you? For me, it's Marvel champions. Oh my um, God. I, I love played... champions. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. Um, for me, it's that it's a little bit more, uh, I mean, th this game is is relaxed paced. Even at at a competitive level, it's pretty chill. But um, I enjoy just the uh, the hangout aspect of Marvel Champions. Um, I also enjoy that I can come home and if I really just like want to do something, I I can play that game alone if I really want to. Um, oh yeah. So it's it's uh it's a nice like wind down thing. So yeah yeah Marvel Champions is my my palate cleanser. I love it. Captain Diesel says, when do you prioritize killing the grunts? or grunt bringer so we've already talked about killing the grunts in terms of going after fury and going after the electra or shadowland daredevil i think going after shadowland daredevil with anything but mystic attacks is a trap agreed like just look that you, you might not think it that one extra stamina going from five to six like the original daredevil had versus the six that shadowland daredevil has makes a huge difference in his survivability so just it's a trap unless you're blowing a whole bunch of dice so just it's just my two cents but in terms of like electra anything outside of range two so she doesn't get martial prowess so in that range two to three band i guess you could say go at it because she she's not gonna be able to do much and if she has to move and then gets an impale on you okay 
she's moving and doing one attack. It's a big attack. It's a good attack. It's physical, so you might have some tools to deal with that. But I just, I'm kind of, you know, take her out, and then her grunts no longer exist. And then with Nick Fury, I mean, we we like we've already talked about with him, but he's also not very defensive. So I think maybe if if you're playing into Shield, one way to deal with Shield is to get rid of Fury. Absolutely. So and I, I don't know about you, Jesse. If I'm playing Shield, I plan on having a hell of a lot of Shield tactics cards, and if I have a hell of a lot of Shield tactics cards. I mean, you know, taking out one of the characters that can use them in Fury, the leader that can use them. If I have reposition and I get rid of Fury, like, that's golden. Yeah. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think that, that Nick Fury is the weakest part of uh, of the roster, right? Like, just defensively. Um, so he has a big target on his back. Exactly. Um, so uh, next up, we've got Shadow Marvel again. How many times do you expect to play against Grunts and then say, See, now that's some bullshit. <laughs> Which is a, a gif from Nick Fury here saying that. Um, a few. A few. I, I think like anything new, it's going to surprise some people. And, you know, casually, if you don't have a ton of reps into them, yeah, you're going to definitely be saying that. But by and large, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think in a typical like three round local tournament, I would expect to see them one or two rounds. Um, I don't think everybody's going to be playing them, but I, I could see a, a world where right now about half the field would be just to try something new. Exactly. Um, exactly. So last question on this ran a little bit long episode. Sorry about that, but it is what it is. Octo Taco Brian says, Is Medusa the ultimate anti-grunt tech her push happens before damage is dealt to mitigate the grunts dropping the tokens the fury grunts the flurry attacks can hit whomever and she has a range three throw to just bash grunts into their owners plus the aoe attack i think medusa is probably one of the best equipped characters to deal with this i think angela is also a very interesting character in terms of her angelic assassin ability, being able to daze KO people and then move, I think is really great. You know, it is only once per turn, but still like, I think that could be pretty impressive there. And then, like I said, I think vision. So like, is Medusa the ultimate anti-grunt? Probably. But I think there's still a lot of other characters that really fit that bill as well. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think you named off some other good ones, and just to to add one more to the mix, Carnage is is also interesting for uh, similar reasons as uh, Angela, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And but, uh, let's think about other characters that have effects like explosive, right? I think that's an interesting one as well. Yeah. Like someone like Gambit, who one he has a beam attack, which is nice, but it's costs you some power or whatever, but. You know, he's got a kinetic ace that has an explosive ability. So if somebody's, if a grunt character is within range two of whoever he's targeting, well, they can suffer one damage then. And then maybe you do that again. You know what I mean? Like, I think things like that are going to be a little bit more interesting now. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Justy, 
thank you so much for being here with me, bud. It has been wonderful. I'm sorry I kept you up so late, but I hope it's been fun for you because it's certainly been great on this side of the mic. Dude, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for having me on. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, the opportunity to, to be on has just been sweet. Um, and thanks again for coming on our, our cast, man. Um, it was a it was a great time having you on. And it's just always a pleasure getting to, to hang out and chat with you, man. So. Absolutely. And tell people, where can they find you? Okay, so I um, I host a, a podcast called Journey Through Limbo with my with my buddy Brian, and um, we are you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts on the Crit Hit Wild Network. Um, Crit Hit Wild is another um, podcast slash YouTube channel that um, is created by people in my my group of players. Um, yeah, we they do character breakdown episodes of of a podcast, but then they have lots of different game gameplay videos on the youtube channel but yeah we're a part of the crit hit wild network and um you can find us there it's journey through limbo brian and i we talk about uh we do list breakdowns where our guest brings on a list and uh we we talk about each each selection um and go through the entirety of the list and why those those selections were made and then we make suggestions of our own and also give comic book recommendations it's a good time we laugh we cry um mostly laugh at brad but uh, at his expense. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, uh, it's a good time. Uh, we enjoy it, and uh, we 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 really enjoyed having Will on. And uh, thanks again for having me on this, man. Um, it's it's been a great time, dude. This has been wonderful. And suits, I think I've said it enough times already. But uh, check out the uh, Facebook page. Make sure to like that and subscribe to the podcast if you have the opportunity on whatever platform you listen to. And on whatever platform you listen to, if you have an option to leave a review, that would be huge. It helps other people that are looking for Crisis Protocol content to find their way to House Party Protocol. And, uh, you know, tell your friends at your local gaming group. Be like, hey, I heard this podcast. He's really insightful. Super insightful guy. Uh, uh, you know, that, that'd be wonderful. Just to help us grow a little bit, spread the good love, and um, I, I really want to say that I appreciate every one of you out there that uh, is here with us listening. Your time is important, and that you're getting value out of spending your time with me, so I hope you do. Make sure to let me know in comments or on Discord, uh, wherever you want to let me know, Facebook, email, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Let me know what I'm doing good. Let me know where I can improve. I always want to get better. So please do that. Please help me out with that. And uh, get ready for the next giveaway. Whenever we get some new announcements, we'll do something. Or maybe we'll just do something fun in the meantime. Who knows? But either way, shout out to Todd Holland for winning our Grunts giveaway. Our g giveaway. We're going to just the g giveaway? Yeah, that works. It totally works. I love it. <laughs> yes, and... Uh, with that, party on, Jesse. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.